Luke McCluskey, thank you for joining me on GV Talks. Holly, cheers, mate. Thanks for having me here. I seen on your Instagram the other day that you were talking to some kids for, was it a career day? Uh, yep, yep. Like the um, the new school, the, um, the, what's it called again? The super school? The super school, yeah. So just, just a careers day with them, just to try help them out with coming into the trade or whatnot. Yeah. And the caption was, you need to get more into your public speaking. And- I'm, I'm not a fan of public speaking. So they, they asked me to do it and I didn't want to do it. So I realized... I need to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still get nervous coming into these, but I'm more scared of not doing them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would hate to look back on my life and be like, oh, when I was 30, I considered doing a podcast. Yeah. And never did it. And I think one of the cool aspects of this whole thing is in five years, you're going to listen to this and reflect on it and you're going to be a completely different person. And and it's all about developing yourself. Like, if if you're not doing it, you're not developing yourself. So, yeah. Mm. A great opportunity to get out of your comfort zone. Yep, it is, 100%. Of the 20 guests I've had, I reckon maybe two have walked in completely confident. Yeah, okay, yep, yep. Um, before we get too deep into it, do you want to let the Shepparton people know who you are? Uh, yep, Luke McCluskey. Um, I'm a I'm 30-year-old, born and bred in Shepparton. Um, I am a local businessman. I run a heating and cooling company, um, McCluskey Heating and Cooling. Uh, me and Harley, we know each other from, from Origins, and um, I love my fitness and gym, uh, and yeah, that's me. So, how has your fitness been going? Uh, I've, ju- I've just recently gotten back into it, so I'm at Nemesis now doing CrossFit, um, and yeah, it's getting there. It's been a bit of a hard hard road with COVID and everything. I heard uh, through the grapevine that you hurt your back. Shoulder. Shoulder. Yep, yep. So, I um, once COVID first came out... Uh, and the gym shut down, I stopped working out, and then I went to a friend's house a month later and still thought I was as physically fit as I was that month before, and I yeah, ended up um, doing something in my shoulder, yeah. So that so I just stopped exercising after that yeah. for a good um, oh, five, six months now, yeah, longer maybe. Yeah, it's feeling right now? Yeah, getting better, getting better. One of the things that keeps on popping up on my Facebook is your opinion on Sam. The art museum. The art museum. Yeah, yeah. And do you want to share your opinion? Because um, obviously, a lot of, like it seems 50-50. It's getting a bad rap from some people saying it's a, it's a waste of money. They should have spent the money better. Yeah. But I like the way that you're looking at it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's great for Shepparton. Um, so you, you look at how much we've grown in the last five years. Um, with that hot, the hospital, the courthouse, and now we have the museum, we're attracting a whole brand new type of people um and to have them people come to shepherd and want to stay we, we need to to diversify and have things that they're interested in and that muse- museum would be one of them yeah the thing that we're missing i feel is a strong university presence yeah yeah like once yeah. we've got that i think shepherd and will be able to maintain more of the people that seem to drift through yeah like through my gym i get a lot of people who come for like a year or two years, and they're coming down to do doc, like be a doctor, but it's kind of like a journey place for them. So they're doing the they've done the study, and then they're doing the placement here. Yes. Yeah, but then they leave, don't they? Yes. Yep. So, um, and that's the thing we need to try and make it more um, to keep them here. Yeah. Yep. So I let you know that I want to have you on quarterly. So I want to get into more of that sort of topic down the road yep but what i thought would be good for this episode is if we could kind of set a benchmark and talk about 
who you are and who you've become. Yep. Yeah. So how was your childhood? Uh, childhood was like, yep, any normal childhood. It was great. Um, until I was probably about 12 years old and then my parents separated. So that was a little bit rough. Um, a lot of, probably caused a lot of issues throughout my life later on, which, which I've, I've had to spend a lot of time um, learning that, that that possibly could have been it. Um, and yep, so many of us go through it, yeah. Was the relationship between your parents toxic before it turned into a separation? Uh, well, I, I was just a kid, so I wouldn't realise, but I, I would imagine that it, it, it might have been, yeah. 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 Do you think separation was the right decision for them? Um, oh, it's a tricky question. Pro- probably, yeah, probably. Yep, yep. It's, um, yeah. Can you recall specifically what was hard about it? About when my parents split up? Yeah. Um, well, not, not, not at all. Like, not at, um, it didn't seem hard when it happened. It just happened. We moved houses. We, everything just changed. Um, and then it wouldn't be until later on in my life I sort of obviously had a little bit going as um, in my 20s and then when I had to start working on myself to why I would be doing these certain things that I was doing, I sort of took it back to my childhood and like that, that could have been it, that little bit of childhood trauma and stuff like that my de- affecting my development and um, probably like a bit of pain, I guess, yeah. Yeah. But you only felt that pain in, in reflection. In reflection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Would have had any normal childhood. It was fine. Loving mother, loving father. Um, always wanted the best for me and my, my brothers. Yeah. What was your ambition when you were in school? Like, what, what was your dream job? Uh, what were you working towards then? Um, so, I was at Notre Dame studying. Um, I remember year 11, I, I was studying biology law like I, I would I was trying to have a crack at it but then um I just lost interest yeah yeah and and then started to do vcal and then just sort of drifted just decided I, I wanted to do a trade yep what drew you to a trade um did you did you try any of that stuff? Were you were you hands on as a kid? Uh, I wouldn't say I was hands on as a kid. Um, so I, I, I tried a, a lot of jobs. I, I worked at the cannery, Luke's Magic Meats, um, Red Rooster. Uh, like these are as a teenager, and then yeah, Rubicon factory jobs and so bricklaying, concreting. Um, so I tried a lot, and then once I got to plumbing, I, I decided plumbing was for me. Yep. So did you finish VCal? Uh, I finished VCAL, yes, yeah, yeah. And you were on an apprenticeship? Uh, then I finished VCAL and then um, done all these other jobs and then started my apprenticeship. Probably started my apprenticeship when I was 20 years old, so a little bit later, yeah. Did any of your apprentices remind you of yourself? Uh, well, my little brother, Ben, did hugely, massively, yeah. So he, he's now qualified. He's in Melbourne working for himself and he's doing really, really well. But yeah, he, he reminded, which was both pretty hot-headed I think yeah <laughs> so he moved to Melbourne he moved to Melbourne yep just for his own shot or more opportunity uh, or? his partner Chelsea she's studying psychology so 
she's moved to Melbourne to study that and then Ben thought he'd have a crack at well I he wanted to move down and he's just such a great worker um and I just he's better off working for himself than anyone else because what he can do is quite amazing so he may as well do it for himself which he's doing and I, he's he calls me up every now and again it's good that he calls me up now and again because he has it now knows the stress that I had as a business owner and he can realize certain ways of why things are but um but he, yeah, he's gone good. Was it a big loss for your business? Uh, huge, huge. Yeah, yeah. But um, we've got a couple new kids at the moment and we're training them up. And it, uh, it's my first sort of transition of losing qualifieds to um, to go on and do other things. Like we've trained them up, now they're leaving and now we've got new kids. And it's, it's tough, but we're, um, we're diversifying. We're getting used to it. Yeah. What experiences have shaped you? Especially in those early days. Like, what were you going through when you were 20? Um, we probably should like, give people a bit of the backstory to what where we're trying to go with this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when I was 22 years old, I was arrested um, just down, down from here, actually, at the Yahoo bar uh, for selling drugs. Um, I'd been doing so for since I was probably 18, um, and I was pretty, pretty heavily involved into it. Uh, yeah so and then you the question was what so what led you to that because that's like you're 18 surely somebody put this idea in your head or were you trying to make some money or did you think it was cool um look we were were doing a lot of partying we thought it was cool um yeah a lot of us were doing it but as a 30 year old man looking back on it as a when I was a kid I, I, I would say it would be um, I was a very scared insecure kid and I had no meaning um, and and obviously my parents splitting up and a lot of a bit of trauma and not really knowing who I am to then find something that gave me meaning um, and the and the and significance and, and the drugs drug game that that did that for me yeah i think um those short-term rough roads are more appealing when you're younger yeah yeah like you don't think over multiple time frames when you're 18 you just think about what can i have right now yeah is that is that kind of what your head was doing like you're you're obviously if you talk to somebody about taking that path and you say, where do you think that road leads? Jail. Yeah. Or, or death. Or death. Yep. That, that's what I would think. Mm-hmm. Even at a young age, that's what I would have been thinking if somebody had asked me that. Yeah. Like um, a short-term status, money, yep. um, feeding my ego, girls, yep. all that yep. sort of stuff. But I still would have known that that probably wasn't the right path for me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a sense of that? Well... <laughs> funny you mentioned ego like I, I, I would have had a huge ego problem um which the ego problem is more of it comes from being so insecure um and, and even i have to pull myself up now at, at this day and age with that but um no I, I never thought where the path was going to lead me at all was getting arrested a wake-up call or did you continue down that path after that? All right. So, um, 
this is probably like a, a deeply personal, I might upset a few people in my family and stuff like that. But so 22 years of age, I'd been heavily involved for years. Um, it was more about partying and fun and um, all that. It wasn't so much a actual drug dealing or anything like that. Um, so 22 arrested down at Yahoo Bar. Um, what was the outcome of that? So the outcome of that. So I was, well, it was all public all over the newspapers and everything like that. So that, that was really hard, hard for the family. But I'll, um, so I remember being dragged out of the Yahoo bar straight to the cop shop. So I was in there for three, four nights, um, loud my phone call. So they raided my house where my dad, my dad was actually in the mines, but I was living in that house. So they raided that. They found um, all the ecstasy and speed and um, whatever else I was involved with. Um, and, and a good thing too, this is, you have such negatives, but you always got to think about the positive. So I was locked up in jail. Um, my parents hadn't spoken for 10 years. So since they'd separated, they, they absolutely hated each other. So yeah. that was a bit hard for uh, growing up as well. But um, mum and dad were both there um, talking to each other. Then I just remember them at the... Um, we went behind the glass, obviously, and had to talk through the phone and stuff. But dad was there and he goes, look, Luke, whatever you've got yourself into, mate, don't... Um, we're here and we love you and no matter what, we're going to get you through this. And mum was the same. And, like, I just look at the system and... It, I had that and I think about the people that didn't have that and they've got no chance of getting through it. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, and then, and that's what they did. They they did. They were there for me. We worked through it. Um, but with drugs and addiction, it's not that easy to work through. So I went underground. I got more involved even after that. So we done the court case and everything and then I knew no longer that I could... Um, I, I, set, I set up it is a business so I had other people doing it for me and this and that I use my connections and um we we um we got more involved and, and and this is another thing you know with like law and order on drugs like it, it just does not work like the the people who are using drugs are an addicted like um they don't need to be locked up they really need to work on themselves um locking them up is just not going to help they, they really need to dig deep to try and which is what happened with me. So anyway, I still uh, got more involved, heavily involved, more secretive. Um, couldn't get caught now, more at stake. Uh, and yeah, it was, it was actually, I, um, I, I kept partying with drugs heavily and it was one night I took too much and I, um, um, I overdosed. So I... I was partying with GHB, which is a it's quite a harsh drug to use, another party drug. Um, and anyway, I woke up at hospital with my mum, uh, my partner, and a couple of my best friends, and and that that was one of my rock rock bottom times. Um, and from then, we um, I had to really realise that there was a problem there with what I was doing. I was either going to end up in jail or end up dead. Um, so 
from then, mum, mum's pretty high up in the hospital. She runs the pain manage, management there and she has a lot of connections. She, she sat me down with a meeting with a psychologist, a specialist, a drug specialist, Cameron McGregor, who probably would not realise this, but had one of the biggest influences on my life and, and, and getting my, um, my shit together. So we sat down with him and another doctor um, and my mum and we just worked through what was going on and... Um, and from, from that meeting, I was, I accepted to go into, uh, to see help. Yeah. So I know, I think for two years, me and Cameron on and off saw each other. Uh, we started off quite heavily once a week. Um, and then once a, once a fortnight, once a month. And then, um, you know, every now and again, things would be going good. And then I, I'd sort of fall back into a hole and then I'd have to go and see Cameron again. And, and Yeah. Was one of the toughest things about this, like, the people around you expected that behaviour from you? Uh, they expected what behaviour? Like, your friends would have been in the same scene. Uh, they were all in the same scene, but that, that's the tricky thing. Like, when I, all my friends are, are the great, great people. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's not like we're all down and out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think you were deeper in it than anyone I, else I was definitely deeper in it than anyone else and, and, and I was starting to muck around with some down and out people so I, I, I will definitely um, own up to that yeah why is addiction from those substances so hard to give up well as obviously I've had to do a lot of work a lot of study and read a lot of books and there's a, a famous psychologist Gabriel Mate um, if you haven't listened to a podcast of him I, I highly recommend um, he has a great one with Tim Ferriss but he goes on about um, why the it's not why the addiction why the pain yeah so you, you need to work out why you're trying to um, make yourself feel better like what what's wrong why why the drugs or why the Whatever, whatever it is. Hmm. I've never taken any party drugs. Yeah. But it's explained to me as it's this intensified happiness that you can't get from anything else. Yeah. And then when you come down from that, your ability to feel like a normal level of happiness is lower. Yeah. So you resort back to... That's how the addiction works. But it's not even drugs. It, it, it can be anything that releases serotonin. So... It, it can be gambling, drugs, computers, like computer games. Like there, as now I realise I have a very addictive personality, and I will. It could be gym, it could be exercise, but that's a good one. Yeah, you know, it could be business, but that's a a good one. Um, obviously, the drugs and gambling and that aren't good ones. Mm. But was there one of those positive crutches that you got into? to help you get out of those down times? Like, was there something that you turned to straight away? Well, I, I always exercised. So, I, I, like, me and Cameron, we would sit down and work out, like, why I'm still in such better shape for what I'd been doing. And it was just, just that very active, healthy lifestyle. Um, mm. yeah. yeah. What do you think the long-term repercussions of these actions have been? Oh look, it's been hard within within the community. A lot, a lot of shame, um, especially with the older generations. Of my, my, uh, a lot of my friends, um, 
their parents, their family. Like it was hard for me to go back to football clubs. Like it's a stigma. Like it's there. It's going to be there for me with me for the rest of my life. Um, I've been going quite well for many years now, um, but I still know like that'll be a thing that gets bring up about me. Um, but how does that make you feel? Um, do you look, think that that should be left in the past? I don't, I don't think it should be left in the past. Like once I tried it, there's an article in the Shep News about me and early on when I was starting business, I tried to get it removed and um, and now I'm like, there's no way I, I would want to get it removed because that was me, that was who I was back then and now I am who I am now. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of what I've been through for who I am now. Um, yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Do you, so you don't, this is a hard question. Mm-hmm. Do you regret the journey that you've taken? Uh, I, I, I regret the people I would have hurt along the way. Um, like me and Tilly, obviously Tilly, you know, Tilly and um, she has just been a rock for me. Um, and I, I would have hurt her along the way. Uh, many times and she just always stood by me and, and we, we worked things out and now we have a, a beautiful life but um, yeah it's a funny story like about Tilly so her name's Matilda and um, we were having a family dinner one night and they were her parents Alison and Chris were going through why the kids were named what they were named and Matilda um, means strong in battle and like Tilly can't even do five push-ups and no one would consider her to be strong in battle but Tilly's like the greatest warrior I've ever met um yeah she's a very strong girl her character her morals um and like her compassion and her forgiveness uh it's um yeah yeah I can understand family staying by you through these tough times, but somebody who isn't chained to you like that to be by your side through this story says a lot about her character. Yeah, and and we talk about it. We talk about it often. Um, and she just always knew the person that I could be. Well, and, and she always knew I was that person. There was just, just other things sort of in the way. And then, you know, it's hard for her because this addiction or whatever it is it doesn't just stop like you don't just get better yeah you constantly need to work on it there's constantly things that happen every now and again every couple of years something comes up it might not be in the way of um drugs but something else will come up and then we we both have to hone it in and discuss it and work on it again and it's like uh like talking with my psychologist cameron it's like you know sometimes you get ahead of yourself and I'm like i'm better now like it's and you could sort of got to realize that the work never stops you're never better you got to continue to work on it for the rest of your life um, I want to hear what you would say to someone else who is going through what you're explaining right now like is there anything you could say to them to help them it's such a hard one because they really need to go through it yeah um they need to realize these things about themselves. You know, I, I think I could say it till I turn blue in the face, but it wouldn't get through to them until they um, 
actually go through it themselves. Yeah. Yeah. But but they need to realise that it... Yeah, it... it do you think that tr- drug culture in Shepparton is getting better? That there's less of it? Um, look, probably not. And I don't necessarily... If people want to use party drugs and, and drink and all that, like I, I think that's not the issue. The issue is the percent that get addicted. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know what the percent is? Um, I, I don't think it'd be as high as what people think. Um, it's just the people that grab it and they use that thing as their um, their way to escape. Yeah. They're the ones that we need to look after. Um, and I, I don't think the government is anywhere near doing enough to... Uh, even when I was going through the... So the courts. So when so this is when I first got arrested, They I had to do a court order and had to go through and meet... Go through their um, counsellors or whatnot. And we would... I would meet her once a week and... So this is a girl who was meant to help me get better and she couldn't even define the drugs that I was using. Yeah. So she couldn't tell the difference between ecstasy and speed. And to me, how lucky I come from a pretty well-off family and we, we, they could later, we could get the help from proper specialists. But like, how is anyone meant to get the help they need when that's the help that they can provide? Yeah. Why do you think people need an escape? Uh, it just comes down to loving yourself, really, doesn't it? Like, do you think that that's a like? Um, I think you already answered this, but do you think that it's a bad thing that they need to escape? Like, it seems like they kind of need to escape from themselves. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, but 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 how much? Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's nothing wrong with escaping from yourself, but if you never internally look down into yourself and you're always escaping from you from yourself that that that's not good yeah i used to judge people poorly when i was younger who did that sort of stuff but yep. now if you do it occasionally i don't i think that what you're describing is fine like yeah if it's controlled and if yep. that's what you need to do to have fun so be it yeah yeah that's um that's not something that i've done because i'm like you i think i have an addictive personality yeah, and me being aware of that, I've never wanted to even consider it, yeah. because like I've done, like um, gambling and yeah. those other ones, and I feel like out of all the crutches that you can lean on yeah. to escape from yourself, drugs would be the hardest. Yeah, to get out of. Mm-hmm. Yep. But and the, the drugs I was involved in, they weren't addictive, the real addictive drugs and stuff like that. But for me, it wasn't so much the drugs that were addictive it was the the lifestyle of what the drugs bring that was addictive so the significance of being someone at the nightclub and the the um how it mm. um and the and the money and stuff like that too but that's what i got addicted to um so you said did the people have to go through the journey themselves do you think that they just get through the journey as they mature a, a lot will a lot do um over the years, a lot of our friends who have gone through it, people would write off like there's no coming back from it. And they're, and they're all back and they're all they're doing really well in life. Yeah. Um, because there'd be something wrong if you wanted to be the guy at the club with all the money and the girls and you're 40. Yeah. Like that's that's not 
the person who's at the club these days doing <laughs> that sort of stuff. Um, but just if, as they've got older, they've matured their way out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think as you get older, you find yourself more and your values and um, as you find yourself more and you find your values, you're not going to value that anymore. Yeah. Mm. You said Tilly could see your potential. When did you realise your potential? Um, and this is a hard one because it's like you, you can talk about my past and down and out and this and that, but like I've always been driven. Uh, and always been a hard worker and so I've always yeah always had the potential always knew the potential um, but I guess it hasn't really started to come together for me until like the last last few years all the hard work and everything's starting to pay off yep um, but my potential when did I see my potential I, like you've always had the traits when did you bring it all together when did you start McCluskey Heating and Cooling? Well, that was a, the big thing, the business. So 25, I was 25 years of age, uh, so five years ago. And, and the, you know, we both, both love Jordan Peterson. Um, and the big thing he goes on about is personal responsibility. Well, if you want personal responsibility, start a business and you'll know about personal responsibility. Um, if you want to be a successful businessman, you'll know about personal responsibility. Because there's no handouts, there's no help. It's all you. Um, so starting my business would have helped me realize my potential um to be able to do what i'm gonna do yeah what other responsibilities do you have outside of the business i can sense that like well in my experience every conversation i've had with you has left me in reflection yeah like it's made me think about something differently or it's taught me something yeah and i think that's huge like and I feel like your path's gonna lead you down a road that's going to have you help other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you see that for yourself? I do, I do, and that, and that's why we're, we're sort of trying to work out a way now that I can develop myself to talk about my story with drugs and stuff and 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 help people. But even just with the business, like the more successful we get, the fine, the more we can help people. Yeah. Um, and, th- and that's been great. Because it, it, it frees us up more to be able to do the things that we want to do. Uh, yeah. What sort of people do you want to help? People specifically. I, with I, drug I think problems? I think people with drug problems. Yeah, people who come from a bit rough upbringings, or even like like um, just a lot of kids under so much stress nowadays, and you know your parents a separation. Uh, you got to take into account that they're still doing the best they can do but they're still trying to live their life while dealing with the separation and everything like that and then uh, the kids are going to struggle the kids are going to battle so it'd be good to a way to try and um, identify them kids and and try and help them learn the skills that they're going to need or give them a heads up with what could come from from that Mm. Do you think that message comes better from you because you've lived it? I, I think so. Yeah. 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 Do you think all of Shepparton know this story? Of what I've just explained now? Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure all of Shepparton probably know that I was a drug dealer. Yeah. 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 Well, the, the reason I asked, I didn't know. Yeah. I, but I'm not from Shepparton. Yeah. So, like, I, I wasn't 
sure on the severity of like how well the story was known. Yeah. Uh, I, no, I don't. Like, uh, it happened eight, eight years ago now. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure of it. Anyone who knows me now, and uh, I, think, I think I've proved myself well, well enough now, with, uh, my character, that I don't get related back to that, but anyone who does not know me, I'm sure that that is still bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a shame. Mm. Because you, like, like I said, you're not that person. Obviously yeah. not that person anymore. Yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, but like back to the personal responsibility. Um, it's just everyone can solve so many problems if they start to take responsibility for their life. And that you, we talked to about Jordan Peterson, and we 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 both love to talk about what he teaches. Um, and just like how we mixes mythology in with 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 meanings now and about slaying the dragon like well why would you slay the dragon if you and why does the, tr- the dragon hoard the treasure well if you the dragon hoards the treasure and if you slay the dragon you get the treasure and tr- the treasure is everything that you could want um i've really mucked that up haven't i <laughs> i don't think so yeah but i understand what you're saying so you have to go out and face the thing that is in front of you. Yeah, and whatever that could be, in, in, that you're insecure or whatnot, whatever it is. If you go face that, you will get the treasure. Yeah. Um. And then, Jordan, like they talk about the burden, like your sacrifice, like you, you take the biggest sacrifice you can, and you wear it, and you make it work, and that's the like the, the business. Like you, you work hard, you, you try your best, you make it work, and then everything just comes together. Yeah. Mm. He talks about burning dead wood off. Yeah. Like, and that's what you've done over the years. Yeah. Like, got rid of all the stuff that was holding you back. and. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, still, there's still a lot holding me back. There's still a lot more to work on. Mm. What dragons do you have these days? Um, well, oh, what dragons do I have these days? Well, I, I still still struggle, still still insecure, still still need to work on things. Um, you know, like me and Tilly, we, we post on Instagram quite a bit, and I think that could portray our lifestyle and stuff more uh, positive than what it is. But uh, we we still um, yeah, we we still have a lot to work on. Mm. Yeah, you guys would always be challenging each other. Yeah, that'd be for the better, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yep. you would be bored if you had a partner that only made you happy. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yep. How's the house coming along? Yeah, good. We're getting there. Really getting there. Yep. That's that. And and that's you know talk about like a burden like the, that house we we bought that house many years ago. It needed a lot of work. Um, and and we've worked at it and worked at it and worked at it and uh, now it's finally getting somewhere. Um, that that house it, it's our home, but. We also, it's an investment, we've, so we've done this work on it. Now, obviously, we've shaped how all the prices are soaring and everything like that. It's now, um, it has a quite a bit of equity now, which then we can reuse to help with other um, future investments. Mm. Yeah. What are your goals moving forward? Uh, goals moving forward. So... Um, well, I'd really like to figure out a way to develop this program. With helping the well, yeah, yeah, or just some way to yeah tell my story to to get through 
to kids who are going through it at the moment. Yeah. Man, I yep. love that. Mm. How, like, how much thought have you given it? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Like, um, oh, well, a lot, really. Um, but yeah, we're we just starting out. Like, we've we've started to do a couple projects, just just us our, as tradesmen, like that, that the lighthouse project at the Haven. Like, we've just done a bit of work with them. Um, I haven't told them my story yet, but the reason I'm happy to do the work is because I love what they're doing. Um, and it'd be great to somehow one day try it yeah mm. like a, have the, like a club is that what you're envisioning or like a, like a club yeah or like, like a, a well a, even you, a group you, or... yeah you join up to like you find 10 kids who are who are um, you know a little bit rough around the edges and maybe we we take them to the gym and we have a hour workout session um, and try to be a, a strong positive role model for them and I know the lingo I know what they're going through like so I, I'm not going to be against them if they're being in fights and they're whatever they're and they're taking drugs and stuff like that like because I've been there I've done that I can talk to them about it um, and then I won't be judging them yeah like you said they have to go through the journey themselves though like are you going to be able to handle it when you can't help them yeah well that, and that, that's the thing like we, we've we've hired people before um, who had rough backgrounds and we really tried to help them um, and it, it eventually started to affect the business uh, and they've had to um, some, yeah you just can't you, you can't give too much of yourself away yeah yeah so um, but it it's tricky because like I would love to help these people as well but they've got to want to help themselves and how do you separate the two yeah yep yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what we'll have to try and work out. Mm. Yeah. But you, you, nobody's a lost cause either. No, definitely not. No. No. Um, I, heard, I heard through the grapevine um, that there was somebody locally going through it, something similar to what you've been through, and you went around and spoke to them and tried to help them out of the path. Yeah. And I think that... It was amazing. Yeah. No, there's been a few over the years, a couple of people I've tried to reach out to. Um, uh, and uh, as I look at it now, a lot of them, they're good as gold. Like they, they went through that journey, they grew out of it, and now they're um, kicking goals back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Luke, who locally inspires you? Who locally inspires me? Um, Look, look uh, Peter, um, Peter Eastor and Susanna Shee, they were neighbours of mine uh, and I was just talking to them recently about, Peter was mentioning how much um, Susanna's lob- lobbied for over the last couple of years and he mentioned I think she might have bring a billion dollars to Shepparton, um, which I just think that's great. If you look at how much Shepparton's grown in the last five years and I think Susanna must have a big, big part in that. So, uh, yeah, Peter Eastor, he's a local pediatrician, he's quite, quite well known. Um, but I would say they inspire me. Mm. And then just business owners, all business owners in general, especially ones that have made something of themselves and you can see them giving, giving, giving back now into the community. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Would you ever run for council? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, but I, but I am interested. I'm, I'm interested in the community. I'm interested 
in where I live and it, it being better. Um, but I, do, I don't think I'm interested in running for council, no. I'll, 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 I'll try and make my um, improvements in other areas. Do you, think there's lo- do you think there's lots of people like what you just described? People who are perhaps doing okay for themselves and now they're trying to give back to the community? I think there's heaps. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that they get the recognition that they deserve? Well, obviously they're not doing it for that. Yeah. But like I, like I think it's a shame that when somebody does something good, it doesn't get echoed. Yeah. Because when I hear somebody do something good, I want to contribute or I want to go do something good myself. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just me, but... I, Obviously, I hear a lot more about the bad stories in Shepparton than the good stories. Yeah, yeah. Or just get on Facebook, man. How horrible is it? I, I really battle when I Shep News post an article about something positive for Shepparton and them comments, the majority are negative. Um, yeah, but I, the majority are negative, but I think the minority of people are those people. The majority of people are happy that these things are coming to share, but the minority of terrible people are the ones who comment. But one hundred percent, and your and your happy people aren't going to be reading that article on Facebook, and they're not. They're definitely not going to be commenting. Like they're just busy with their life. They're not going to sit there and comment on, oh, how dare they build that museum? What a waste of money! Because yeah. they're busy living their life and they're busy um, helping improve things. They don't have time to do that. Yeah. All right, great, Luke. Anything you want to leave the Shepherd End public with? Uh, Nah, not at all. Uh, Thanks for having me on, yeah. It was my pleasure. Thank you.